You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I am Heather Carroll. It is so good to have you guys here at this little morning breakfast with your tea and your... Having a cup of coffee. I'm Deacon Paul Trinan. We're up here at the Abbey of the Hills and we're just tickled pink to be... uh, (laughs) Putting out some really good information, some fascinating things about um, our beautiful popes, and also some of the fascinating works of of love and charity and mercy and loving our neighbor up. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, that's a good lead into our next guest. I know. Right? We're working on getting our next guest on the line. I guess we're on hold, Deacon. Uh oh. <laughs> so that's the way it goes sometimes. But uh, you know, it's 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 been a really warm fall. <clears throat> and like I think yesterday was 85, and it's just crazy. But I think winter's right around the corner, and I and this is the time of year that I always get nervous for the homeless, yeah. and I start worrying about them and the struggles they may be having. Um, because I think what leads someone to be homeless is never a fun journey, and and so I always want to highlight some of the groups at this time of year. Um, throughout our listening area to highlight what's going on in their worlds and how we can help and just put it to the forefront of our listeners' minds of, hey, they're out there, let's help them. It's, it's that time of year. So, Yeah. And you, when you're describing that, I think of, you know, when God blesses us so much, and you mentioned the, the blessings of this harvest. It's been safe for the most part. It's been abundant for the most part. And the first fruits go to who? God that's that's the it's all god's it's all god's and that's how we recognize that it is god's is by giving him those first fruits and yeah yeah so So we have uh gal excuse me ellie is on the line from the union gospel mission in sioux falls ellie good morning good morning how are you guys doing good thanks for being on with us this morning absolutely so tell the listeners a little bit about who you are so I'm Ellie Heckel. I'm the communications director at the Union Gospel Mission in downtown Sioux Falls at one of the um, oldest gospel missions in the country. We're actually 122 years old, the second oldest gospel mission. Um, and we serve a lot of the homeless population, but also those who um, are, you know, maybe they've lost a job because of COVID. And so we serve a lot of homeless um, individuals, but also low-income individuals. We serve three meals a day, seven days a week, in addition to food boxes every week. Um, we have a lot of opportunities for the community to serve those meals and be part of the impact here in the downtown area. We have a thrift store and a community outreach program, community assistance program for clothing. Uh, we give out hygiene kits, water bottles, um, we have a medical clinic on site, so we really want to do. We want to focus on a holistic approach for health, and that's obviously the gospel is first, and that's in everything we do. So uh, we have chapel every night at seven p.m. So the gospel is really that number one priority, that spiritual component, and then um, also making sure that individuals are getting healthy mentally, emotionally, mm. physically. And so all of our programming is surrounded on that holistic approach of health and spiritual, yeah. uh, spiritual healing for those individuals. 
Well, and I was on your website, Ellie, doing a little research on the Union Gospel Mission, and I was very intrigued by the story of how the one in Sioux Falls got started. Do you know that story? You know, so the the really cool part is um, uh, she. there was a lady that started the New York Mission um, back in the 1900s, and um, on her way back to uh, to the other side of the country, she stopped in Sioux Falls and started the Sioux Falls Gospel Mission. And th- for me to go into the whole story would be <laughs> yeah. a, long, a long time, but um, really the basic... Uh, the basic history is that um, the the mission, it was the city mission movement back in the 1820s is kind of when the mission movement started. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that was kind of spread across the United States. But what makes it really cool with the gospel mission in Duvall is Thomas Morris was convicted in um, Roberts County, South Dakota, for shooting a, shooting a citizen man. And so he made a decision in prison to give his heart to Jesus Christ. And through the ministry of Mother uh, Wheaton, who's kind of well-known here for the gospel mission, uh, she visited him in prison, and and he was able to proclaim the gospel and completely change his life around. And so um, he was granted, uh, basically became the founder of the mission, the Sioux Falls City Rescue Mission, is what it was called back back in the 1900s. And so it's just a story of redemption. It's a story of hope and how he was able to overcome his addiction um, recovery. And, yeah, it was, it was amazing. Really, the story is beautiful. Yeah, it is a beautiful story. And <clears throat> just it, I think it also is kind of sad that we've been struggling with the same type of thing for so long. Absolutely. Make, you know, and that he, yeah, was transformed and he was in prison and came out and dedicated the rest of his life to the mission. Yeah, and, and the other thing that's really neat, um, we have a Jesus Faith Center sign cross. And that um, we've actually repurposed um, with new lighting and stuff because it has such significance. We've had a, a lot of uh, stories over the years of, of individuals that have been intoxicated and they stumbled across the sign or they, like, they literally ran into the sign and they were convicted to get to like give their life to Jesus. So um, it's been kind of a marker here in the downtown area. But um, what makes the mission different now is that we have a better structure of a team to come alongside. We have community care pastors. We have a discipleship program. Um, so we just we're doing a lot more things than we did back then when it was really known as you know, more of a soup kitchen, and now it's really a resource center because we're trying to end homelessness in Sioux Falls. We're trying to end homelessness in our region. And so part of that is just coming together with healthcare workers, um, you know, with community health workers in town and so that we can really address the key issues that, are, that our individuals are facing, whether it's mental health or, um, you know, addiction, you know. So we're really, even what we see is um, abuse, you know, um, human trafficking, those kind of issues. And so we just want to make sure that they're getting the healing that they need so that they feel uh, that they can get back on their feet again and be a productive part of society. Ellie, Ellie, this is Deacon Paul. And one of the things you just said was the structure of a team, focusing on the structure of the team. And, you know, obviously we're getting the word out about about your team and about this opportunity. And... Mm-hmm. Um, 
There's going to be a lot of people that are going to say, hey, you know what? Maybe the Holy Spirit's calling me to put my foot on the ground mm -hmm. and be a part of this team. How could folks in our listening area do that? Oh, that's a great, great question. You know, the biggest thing that we need is prayer, always. Um, we need more people to be consistent in praying for the mission. So if you're, if you're currently praying for the mission, thank you. We really appreciate your prayers. Um, you can be part of the spiritual development of the mission, prayer, discipleship, Bible studies, um, helping to lead chapel services, or if, if any of that interests you, you can be part of that. Um, obviously, we have a lot of um, opportunities for volunteers, whether you serve a meal, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up. We're going to be seeing um, anywhere from 3,000 to 5,000 people come through our doors for the Thanksgiving and Christmas holiday. So we're going to be serving a large number of people, but if you ever want to come and serve a meal, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or maybe you want to come and help uh, do the food box ministry, be happy to do that. We also have other opportunities like the art studio that's open every week. You can make care cards and crafts for guests. Um, you can be part of the community revitalization project that's happening this weekend. We're cleaning up um, our neighborhood, not just the mission, but the neighborhoods that are connected directly in our area. So we're going to be... Um, we have uh, tree removal services, and we're going to be going into the homes and cleaning up um, the trash items. There's also the thrift store. If you want to come and clean or sort or organize those items in the store, you can do that. Um, the distribution center, we collect, um, you know, new and used clothing items that always need to be sorted and organized. And then one thing I really want to share is the Baylor Project. This is very significant because we're reducing... Um, over 35,000 tons of waste that would be otherwise going to our landfills. And the way that we're able to do that is we're bailing ripped, soiled, or torn clothing items and we're using it. So, and that's a brand new process. We're one of very few missions around the country doing that. And it's, again, our way of giving back to the community and caring for the needs of the community with compassion while sharing the hope of Jesus Christ. So what does that mean, bailing? Can you walk us through that a little bit? Yeah, so we are, uh, we literally purchased a baler, like a hay baler, you know, but it's a clothing baler. And so the, the clothing items that are ripped, soiled, or torn, they go into the baler to be um, smashed down, and then it, turns in, it comes out and it sits on a pallet. And then um, 26 bales, so 26 of those, um, they go onto our truck, our, our vendor truck, to go to be reused. Wow. So, so how, do they be, how are they reused, Ellie? So they're being made, we have a couple of vendors actually partnership with us, but yeah. mostly they're going to be made for rags. Uh, like if there's a rag manufacturer, turns them into rags. And then the second option is to turn them into shingles for roofing for other people's homes. Really? <laughs> Who comes up with this stuff? <laughs> was that well, you know, Ellie? Ellie, was that your idea? Seriously? It took several several years to get it to this point, and I will tell you, it has been so exciting to see the first shipment. Uh, we're going to be sharing on social media this the truck that actually went to the the vendor for the very, very first time this week. I love it. I love it. Well, folks, if you're just <clears throat> tuning in, we're talking with Ellie from the Union Gospel Mission in Sioux Falls. And uh, you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Heather Caro. 
I'm Deacon Paul Trainer. And we're broadcasting today yeah. from the Abbey of the Hills, and we're just having a really great conversation with Ellie about uh, what the Union Gospel Mission does and all the things that it provides for the community. And Ellie, we need to take a quick break, and when we come back, we we have a lot more questions. Oh, I got for good you. questions for you, Ellie. <laughs> you you oh, got them written do. down. All right, yeah. we're ready. <laughs> so, more Real Presence Live right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo Di Filippis of St. Luke Productions. The Deep Desire of the Magi. Why did the Magi set off from afar to go to Bethlehem? The answer has to do with the mystery of the star which they saw in the east and which they recognized as the star of the King of the Jews, that is to say, the sign of the birth of the Messiah. So their journey was inspired by a powerful hope toward the kingship of God himself. The Magi set out because of a deep desire which prompted them to leave everything and begin a journey. This is the mystery of God's call, the mystery of vocation. It is part of the life of every Christian. When the Magi came to Bethlehem, going into the house they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Here at last was the long-awaited moment, their encounter with Jesus. Going into the house, this house in some sense represents the church. In order to find the Savior, one has to enter the house which is the church. They fell down and worshipped him and offered him gifts, gold, frankincense and myrrh. Here is the culmination of the whole journey. Encounter becomes adoration. It blossoms into an act of faith and love which acknowledges in Jesus, born of Mary, the Son of God made man. The secret of holiness is friendship with Christ and faithful obedience to his will. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I am Heather Carroll. Hey, it's good to have you. Deacon Paul Trinan here. We're broadcasting today from the Abbey of the Hills in Upper Northeast South Dakota. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful fall day. We've been chatting with Ellie. She is from the Union Gospel Mission in Sioux Falls and just kind of bringing awareness to homelessness and as we're heading into the winter months, how we can help in our own listening area. Um, So when we left... Um, Deacon and I asked her lots of questions over the break. (laughs) And so I'm going to start with one on this side of the break. So Ellie, um, a lot of the times I will have people from the banquet, the St. Francis House, Bishop Dudley Hospitality House on. um, And I had never had Union Gospel Mission on. And maybe given what what are those, because we go to a lot of different places. They might not recognize that. So those are soup kitchens, emergency shelter, halfway house, you know, different places like that. Um, 
So in Sioux Falls particularly, do all these groups work together or are they all separate? You know what? That is a great question. And I would say the biggest thing is um, we're trying to do more than we ever have for collaborating because we understand as a community we have to come together. And so part of that is um, we're, we are, as leaders of the organizations are leading or are, are meeting every month. Um, the community health workers of Sioux Falls are also meeting. So from a healthcare standpoint, from a case management standpoint, they're meeting every month. Uh, from a marketing standpoint, volunteer standpoint, we're meeting every month. Wow. So, the, so the, I don't, I can't speak into what was what happened two years ago or, or you know, before two years ago. But I can say from from two years to now, the amount of progress that we've made as a community, both with communication, collaboration, and actually making an impact and making changes, is has been um, eye opening for many. And we just continue finding opportunities to collaborate with, with each other, uh, whether it's doing the outreach in the streets or the trash pickups in the streets, or maybe it's the community outreach events. Uh, we host four of those every year. And so we, we just really want to make sure that we are partnering together as much as possible. And I know going back to your question, like, yes, each of us individually has our own uh, mission and vision statement and all that, and that's very important to what we do. But we also recognize that each of us plays a role in our community. And then together, we can all make a greater impact, um, especially when we're talking about several things. You know, you're talking about the Bishop Dudley. Um, that's also another shelter called the Freedom. It's supporting the human trafficking that's happening, uh, also with law enforcement. Uh, we're talking about the banquet, again, serving more meals. Um, also, Minnehaha County and what they're doing to help prevent crime and all the things with substance abuse that's happening. Um, you even got, you know, obviously, you know, Gospel Mission Center of Hope, Journey of Hope, and then the St. Francis House, you know, and that's more of permanent housing. So I think the biggest thing and the question for me when I first came to Sioux Falls was, what do each of these nonprofits do and how do they benefit each other? And then secondly, um, what is the process so that if, if an individual, maybe they're listening right now and they're like, you know, I see this guy on the street, he's holding the sign, and I want to give him money. The best thing that you can do is not give that individual money, although you might have compassion to do that. The best thing that you can do is actually give to the organizations and nonprofits because we're the ones who see that person every single day in our, in our dining halls, in our um, day rooms. You know, So we're, we're giving them the level of care that they need. And, and we also have people in the streets ministering to them. So there's a huge awareness aspect to all this, and honestly, I could probably talk about this for an hour, um, (laughs) because I'm so passionate about our community being aware of how to help and how to care for those individuals. Yes. One of the things you said that caught my attention really early on, and says you said, we continue to, quote, find opportunities to collaborate and partner with other resource-providing entities, and you know, the, the churchy term that I use for that is ecumenism, that we, we come together, ah, oh, yeah, you know, we might worship in different ways, but we have so much in common. We have so much commonality mm-hmm. in this call to treat others as Christ, um, right. welcome others as Christ. I met a, had a former Benedictine abbey that that is their mantra, the rule of St. Benedict from the year 600, is to welcome others as Christ. And so what we've done, even though we're not 
a monastery anymore in the sense that we're Benedictine, but we're Benedictine in spirit, is we look for ecumenical ways and we welcome them. And so we've got groups that come in here that are Seventh-day Adventists that they want to have their retreat and, and, and you know, just try to be Christ to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I sense that in how you're describing this, Ellie Eckel, about yeah, the different religions that are all, sound like they're all welcome to be part of this mission. Well, and here's the thing. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. We are literally the hands and feet of Jesus. So we have to be representing him well in everything we do, in the way that we treat people, whether it's our staff, our volunteers, or our guests. And that's really like having the highest level of care in all of our organizations is our number one priority. And we want to meet those needs that that individual has. And in order to do that, it takes communication because, you know, the previous process might have been uh, that the one individual, they go to the Dudley and then they, they end up, you know, on the streets again. And then they come to the mission and then they go, you know, they go from one place to another. And our whole approach now is a lot more um, strategic in the sense that we're addressing the issues and we're monitoring them and following them so that we know where they're at in their progress. Um, and we're able to care for them in the best way. And sometimes that, you know, individuals choose homelessness. They do. They do. And we have to realize that we, we can only help people that want to help themselves. But also the other point of the other side of that fence is um, we do have the community health workers out in the streets that are, you know, still caring for those individuals, even though they choose not to be in a program. Um, just real quick for the community awareness part, uh, one of the biggest things that we're doing at, as a as Sioux Falls community is coming together for Hunger and Homelessness Week, which is November 12th through the 20th. This is tying in with the national platform happening all over the country. And so each of us, like we're talking a lot about collaboration, each of our nonprofits is kind of hosting a day, if you will, to bring awareness to the community, but also to give opportunities to serve and have that hands-on approach and hands-on experience. Yes. Beautiful. So give it, give us, okay, that's, that's hunger, and, and ho- hunger and Homeless Awareness Week. Did I say that right, Ellie? Hunger and, I know it. Hunger and Homelessness Week. Homelessness Week. And, and the yep. dates on that are when? November 12th through the 20th. You're going to see, um, I already sent a press release out, but you'll probably see billboards around town. You can visit our website, our social media um, each day, Monday through Saturday, is a different day. We are hosting Friendship Friday on on Friday, uh, November 18th, which we're making care cards for guests. And then Saturday, we're ending with a celebration walk-a-mile event with the St. Francis House. Great. Wonderful. I love it. I love the collaboration. That is just so exciting. So as we're heading into the winter, um, we only have a few minutes left, Ellie. What are the number one concerns or needs that the mission has? Well, you know what? We don't want anybody to go to, to be cold this winter. So we're always asking for coats, hats, boots, scarves, um, hygiene items, because we give out hygiene kits, um, water bottles still. I know that seems weird in winter, but we give out water. Uh, we give out hand warmers. So anything that you could think of like that, any homemade blankets or hats, you know, we, we accept those. Uh, we're going to be giving those out from now to about March. So there's the winter drive, and then there's also the Christmas drive. So we're accepting coats, toys, clothing, um, and other items for the Christmas and, like, toy distribution on Christmas Day. 
Okay. Mm. Why don't you give out a website and information if people want to find out more about the Union Gospel Mission? Absolutely. You know what? For more information on how to help serve those in need, you can visit UGMSuFalls.com or you can give us a call at 605-334-6732 or email us at office at UGMSuFalls.com. Awesome. Give me that phone number one more time. 605-334-6732. 6732. Wonderful. Any last thoughts, Ellie? Any last uh, moments of thoughts that you want to leave with the listening audience? Absolutely. You know what? I, I'm so amazed. Coming from Omaha, I was in Omaha for 13 years, coming to Sioux Falls and seeing the amount of care and compassion that this community has. Um, honestly, there are no words. And I just, um, I'm so grateful for all the partners, for all the donors, for all the community members who continually pray for us, who continually give to the mission, um, and continually serve. So I'm just so grateful, and I just encourage everyone to um, please consider serving and giving to those in need uh, this holiday season and uh, just continue caring as a community together. Amen. Amen. All right, Ellie, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Blessings, everybody. God bless you, Ellie. Thank you very much. All right, bye-bye. So, Deacon, I had a question for you. Yeah. So, you live in a smaller community. I do. How does... how? Are there homeless in your community? Yeah, you know, there are. And, and, and our priest in my parish is extremely social uh, justice concerned. And so we just uh, completed a coat drive ourselves that we do every year. And and um, and then we also do uh, food giveaways. Okay. Um, and actually are part of a system through Minnesota that they truck out a big semi-load of food through the... Uh, USDA and things like that that are given. So, yeah, there's homeless out here. There, there, there's people. It's yeah, they gravitate towards the bigger cities. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But um, my oh my, because oh I've often wondered about that. You know, it's not just a big city that has homelessness or someone in despair. I mean, all of these small communities must have it. These small communities. Uh, these Native American reservation type communities, um, there's needs. There's needs, folks. And keep praying. I just love the, her first thing is let's pray. Let's I wanna pray. Add, I'm going to add, add Eugene Gospel Mission to our prayer ministry here at the Abbey as well. Amen. As giving. Thank you. All right, folks, we've got to take a quick break. When we come back, the communion of saints will be the topic. Just what is that? We'll find out more right after this break.